Hello, the internet, and welcome to Season 90, Episode 2 of Your Daily Zeitgeist, yeah. a production of iHeartRadio. This is a podcast where we take a deep dive into America's shared consciousness and say, officially, off the top, fuck Coke Industries fuck and fuck Fox News. Fuck it's off. Tuesday, July 9th, 2019. My name's Jack O'Brien, a.k.a. I bring O'Brien Jack. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Nailed it. Um, yeah. That's courtesy of Hannah Soltis, and I'm thrilled to be joined, as always, by my co-host, Mr. Miles Gray. In a western town with dead end walls, with eastern boys and Miles Gray. <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we're doing. Thank you also, as Soltis Hannah, for that one. All right. What is that, Pet Shop Boys? Uh-huh. Yeah. Cool. Great song. Yeah, my interaction with that. I think what that was like a latter-day hit. Yeah, it was like 80s, towards the end. late 80s, right? But I'm saying that was was that after their bulk of hits? I don't know. I just remember that that's the first I had heard of the Pet See, Shop that's Boys. see, I, I have the old. same memory where I remember that as my first song, and then my dad was like, "This ain't their hits," and I'm like, "Okay, well, like, okay, dude who went to art school in the 80s." Right, right. Well, we are thrilled to be joined in our third seat by the hilarious and talented Tess Lynch. Hi. Hi. What's up? What's up? Thanks for having me, guys. Oh, thanks hey, for coming by. Nice thanks be for being here. Yep. Uh, Tess, we're going to get to know you a little bit better in a moment. First, we're going to run through a couple of the stories we're talking about today. Uh, we're going to talk about the fact that over the weekend, the U.S. Women's National Team won the World Cup uh, and how the uh, U.S. fans felt about that in France. Very good. Uh, we're going to talk about Southern California feeling like the center of the zeitgeist mm-hmm. over the long weekend. Census Thirst 2020, we're going to talk about the census. Uh, We are going to say a fond goodbye to Eric Swalwell. Mm -hmm. And, of course, we are going to talk about little Jeffrey Epstein. Crazy, crazy shit going on. Oh, man. Uh, Please bring everything down. Yes, yes. Please, everything. I know. From all sides. Bring it all fucking down. Yeah, there's there's some nervous creeps out there right now. Yeah. Some nervous, very powerful sexual deviants. We're going to talk about McDelivery. We're going to talk about UFOs. We're going to talk about Big Little Lies. Maybe some, wow. of, that, some of that we might not get yeah. to. Uh, but first, Tess, we like to ask our guests, what is something from your search history that's revealing about who you are? Okay. My search history, I had to look past a lot of bullshit, but I got to <laughs> do bugs hallucinate. Okay. Because um, I had recently been talking with some friends about a live science article that came out that talked about how cicadas uh, eat a fungal hallucinogen that makes them have orgies and go crazy and then their butts fall off. And then their butts fall off. Yes. Mm-hmm. Their butts sometimes fall off, sometimes explode. So it's basically like taking mushrooms. It is a yeah, lot or, like, yeah. yeah. You have a fun orgy and then your butt falls your off. butt falls right off your at least body. in my experience the unfortunate thing about this though is that if you google that then you end up going into like tactile human you know hallucinations and that's not as right, fun so right. you have to keep reframing it as well, because, only bugs hallucinating yeah very bad hallucination to have is bugs yeah it's very oh, common yeah. Yeah. hallucination all over yeah. your skin on the walls unsubscribe right no now, thank you yeah. <laughs> unsubscribe no thank you cocaine we're done yeah uh huh this seems like a topic uh, that might Happen on uh, Science Corner of your podcast, Night Call. Night Call podcast. Yeah, yeah. Uh, back to back. Night Call host. We I know. Yeah, Molly was just here. Where's Yoshids? Yoshids is in New York. She is just we're back from to, Miami. We're going to have to call her in. I know, right? I know. Call so we can talk Yashids. about QP mayonnaise. Oh, yeah. 
her favorite, one mm-hmm. of her favorite I mean, topics. It's, <laughs> let's be real. It's <laughs> the God sauce. It is the God sauce. Wait, so do we know though, do bugs hallucinate? So in addition to the cicadas that are hallucinating, there is also, um, I believe a, an ant gets kind of a fungal infection in its brain that basically amounts to mind control. Um, oh, yes. We also covered that on Night Call. Yeah. We have a whole Bugs Hallucinating Corner that yeah. we revisit. I think it was on an episode of Creature Feature, too. Yeah, yeah. 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 About, like, zombie insects that zombie basically insects. through these bacteria right. are like, I will do your bidding. Exactly. Bacteria, fungus. And then there's a whole subset of sea creatures who get taken over by um, different kinds of, like, smaller sea creatures, like parasites that invade their brains and then you know, brainwash the creature to think that it's the parasite. Or from the Caribbean. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> Sebastian from Little right. Mermaid. Exactly. Yes. Very timely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very timely. <laughs> well, it is. Um, Have they announced who's going to play Sebastian? I don't think so. Yeah. God. Who, who could, what, what kind of person's going to do a weird, inauthentic accent? They're, They're like, like, oh, yeah, I got that voice in the back. We yeah. bought some wokeness with the uh, <laughs> casting of Ariel. So now for Sebastian, we're going to go in a It's Sean Paul. Yeah. Oh, it should be Sean <laughs> Paul. Sean Paul. <laughs> wow. Sean Paul. Uh, what is something you think is overrated? So overrated cake with frosting. Okay. Mm. Uh, when people use the phrase, the icing on the cake, I think they really mean gilding. It's not, it shouldn't be, there should be no icing on cake. Icing on cake ruins the cake. So you like a dry cake? I like a dry cake. Like I just also, two stacks of cake? Just, <laughs> no, stack I just cake. stack the cakes up. I don't need glue for my cake. No, ah. I think ice cream is a totally valid choice to have with cake. I think if you have an unfrosted cake and ice cream, that's kind of the holy grail. I also am fine with like a whipped cream but the frosting, like a buttercream, I'm. I think it's totally yeah. overrated. Or a fondant. Oh uh, yeah, I cannot take. Disgusting. Fondant is fondant a is crime. like the hard congealed thing, right? It's just that fucking they use. skin. It's the thing you can peel off. Right. Yeah. It's just to make cool shit. I right. get yeah. that fondant it's cakes obviously look beautiful. Purely for sculpting reasons. They eat yeah. like shit. Right. They do. I'm sorry. Kind of like marzipan. Marzipan's okay. I like marzipan though. I like uh, the no, flavor. I like, I like that. I like a little flavor. bit. But have you ever had a cake that has like a giant hunk of marz, like an animal made out of marzipan, <laughs> and you try and kind of like deal with it? <laughs> no, the second, see, I'm the same way. Yeah. Whenever it's there's too much non-cake substance, yes. I'm like, Mm-mm, no, no. Right. no, sir. No, I ordered cake. Yeah. So yeah. wait. So in your mind, is a perfect cake like just a sheet cake, like a pancake with nothing on top of it? Or I'm trying to picture in my mind how a cake with no frosting. Doesn't just look like a bunch of sponges stacked on each other. Well, I think that the ideal, I think we as Americans need to make a shift toward mm-hmm. dry cake with ice cream. Okay. And if you can't have ice cream. For the you, troops. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's only the, right. Mm-hmm. You the can number have one ideological cake. change we need to make as no Americans. Frosting. Could you imagine that was really the key to it all? <laughs> ice cream in every bowl. Yeah, yeah, ice cream in every bowl, you know? dry cake. Yeah, dry racism cake. Over. What about icebox cake becoming more of a thing? What is icebox cake? Oh, Go you guys, on. Where, what? You guys don't know what icebox I just is? have this icebox where my heart used to be. Apparently <laughs> <laughs> so. You take Omarion. It's technically cookies that turn into cake when you add layers of whipped cream. So you do famous chocolate wafers is the classic, but you could also use Nilla wafers. Mm. or crushed saltines and or even I guess not totally crushed but kind uh-huh. of broken up saltines you do a layer of that a layer of real whipped cream or cool whip if uh-huh. you're not in the mood to deal yeah, with yeah. it there what the see fuck? it's the best thing ever what the fuck because it's just it's not what so sweet f- it's so good and then it kind of turns soft it's so good yeah guys. and I love fucking Nilla wafers yeah my god when I used to be in like daycare programs and shit and that was like the snack <laughs> yep. I was like yes 
This shit is like fucking it's a manna celebratory from day. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I've never heard of this, and it's already based oh, off really? the description. My favorite cake. I'm changing lives right Have now. Have you ever had a Buster Bar? Do you no, know what that what's is? A Buster bar? That's this might be like a regional thing, but it's basically like you put a layer of Oreos broken up. Then you have ice cream on top. Then you have like sort of caramel peanuts and stuff like that. That sounds great. That sounds yeah. like a Snickers ice cream bar. Uh, I like that. Homemade. Homemade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was a big thing. When or I was a, a dirt kid. cup from Tony Romas. Dirt cup. Yeah, yeah I think that's what it is. Yeah, I think boy. it's similar. Yeah. That that's a that has like Oreos and the pudding and and gummy worms. Gummy, gummy worms. worms. And whipped cream sometimes. Which I'd never ate. No, because if like, they're out no, of context. I don't like the fruit. I get it's a dirt cup. I was right. fine with it just being dirt. You got the worms. Yeah. Are you a sour candy or a chocolate candy? Chocolate candy. Okay. Miles? Chocolate, baby. Yeah, good. <laughs> you know what time it is. You know what time <laughs> it is, baby. Uh, what is something you think is underrated? Okay, well, based on recent events and recent conversations, I'm going to have to say air conditioning. Uh-huh. Is I underrated? Really, I think air conditioning is underrated. Do you I think air conditioning is thing. sexist? Yeah, well, okay, here's my thing. We need air conditioning, but we don't need it during the day unless the ambient temperature in a room is over 78 degrees. Thank you. I right? agree. That's like the only sane thing I don't, to do. Yeah. The, for people who are like, it's got, I mean, I like it to be cold, but that's when I'm sweating. Right. I'm never just like, it needs to be cold all the time. Um, but it's yeah. It's so awful to be too cold. It's it's really true. Oh, yeah. It's so much better to be too hot than too cold. Oh, Especially God, all the s- energy that's being used to, right? like, during the summer make you too cold. Yeah, <laughs> it's I know. Like, it's bizarre. Right. This is uncomfortable in the wrong direction. It should hurt your yeah. skin. Yeah, but yeah, I yeah. think it's underrated because it's necessary in Southern California in the summer Oh, yeah, have, absolutely. But it's being overused, but we shouldn't do away with it. So I'm going right. to say it's underrated because it's being attacked. Yeah, right. Not yeah. obviously because I think every office in America is overly overly air conditioned. Because one of my last jobs, I had we have everyone have blankets in their office. Like I had a no. fucking I had two blankets I would wrap up in. And no one, it was so funny, none of us knew where the fucking thermostat was. Mm. Really? We had no fucking clue. And we were like, can we do something? Because, like, it's a distraction. It was behind your boss's yeah. desk, like Matt Lauer's little <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> little right, sponge. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. No, and then they were like, we have to talk to building management. And, like, uh-huh. there was, like, another sub box. It was, it like, was a political wild. thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, now, what what is the argument that it is sexist? The argument that it's sexist is that there were studies conducted, I believe, that men perform better in colder environments, working environments, and women do not. Women perform better when it's slightly warmer. Okay. But I think a lot of this is because the dress code. Yeah, the attire. Yeah. Yeah, It's like men are kind of encouraged to wear more clothes, like not more clothes, but it's like you're not going to wear shorts. Right. Like Like I'm wearing a three-piece suit right now. Obviously. As you you can tell. With Uniqlo heat tech. Yes, (laughs) exactly. But what about those little bracelets that... I think it's called the Ember. Have you guys seen this? Where it's a personal heating so, or cooling device? I did see an Instagram app for this. Right? I, yeah. It was funny. Uh, I was just in Italy, uh, in Florence. Where oh, the, really? Yeah, I didn't know that yeah, much. The ambient air temperature during the day reached uh, around 105 degrees. Oh, wow. And I remember uh, Her Majesty, my girlfriend, was like, yo, you should get that bracelet thing. And I was like, that's bullshit. It cut to the second I have Wi-Fi, Instagram's like, did you mention that bracelet thing? Of course. Oh, right. uh, and then I was like, no, I don't need this. Huh? This is the devil. Mm. But I hear, I mean, I don't know. It seems like it's based on science, like you're, because you got what a lot of blood flowing through, like your arteries. Yeah, like pulse. I mean, I always am kind of of the mind that nobody's really doing enough to make socks that can be freezing cold all day long. Because right. that wow. really would affect, you know, a lot of change yeah. in your personal temperature. Oh also, neck. 
You know, yeah. they have like the the weird scarves with like a cooling gel thing, but I don't think they work that right. well. Yeah. I think That's why maybe, you need a real chunky scarf to hide some sort of large air conditioning unit in there. Exactly. I think that's what Lenny Kravitz has going on. <laughs> um, My secret, I'm always hot. <laughs> always hot. Are you generally a sweaty person? or I sweat, but I don't like to be too cold because I grew up on the East Coast, but then I moved here when I was a teenager. Right. And it was, um, I, I was like, oh, I thought you just had to suffer through being freezing, freezing cold right. for long stretches of time. And when I was free from that, now I get, I start to panic when I get too cold. Uh. And especially in the car, if someone has the air conditioner blasting yeah. and you feel like you're, it's too rude, you don't want to like adjust it because you're not driving. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a terrible situation. Then I just sweat from panic. Hey, but you got rights as a I, passenger. Right? You know? Are you being rights? kidnapped in this scenario? Hey, yeah. <laughs> hey, you and got the guy's speeding away. And, right? uh, yeah. Hey, you turn the air conditioning out. The last thing I need. <laughs> hey, I got rights back here. <laughs> this is Miles's one Sylvester Stallone impression yep. is this one line it's from Uber. Rocky Five. <laughs> Rocky Five. <laughs> hey, don't, hey, don't I got rights? <laughs> he literally, I can't, and I'll tell this story over and over. His solution in court, a decision went against him. He was uh, willing to accept the decision that the court gave. He came back around and just literally said, Hey, don't I got rights or something? And they were like, Okay, we'll listen. Is this uh-huh. true? Yeah, isn't that what he says? Yeah, Rocky Five. Yeah. What was the thing That's of him in court? I think he like they were like you lose all something. your money. Oh, right. Yeah. And the answer was, Don't I got rights? And they're like, Yeah, go on. Sir. Wait a second. I think. I think he do got right. <laughs> uh, Tess, what's a myth? What's something people think is true you know to be false? Okay, so I think, I mean, at least among my friends, the prevailing wisdom is that ghosts are not real. Mm. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say that I recently feel like maybe we're all wrong and that ghosts are real. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I what's saw making you feel like that? A friend showed me that her baby monitor had picked up um, apparitions. Okay. And it didn't just happen once. It it happened a number of times, and they just it. I I'll show you guys later. It looks no. Like show a me person. right now. <laughs> it's gonna take a while. I'll okay. sh- uh, yeah, because it's deep deep in the socials. But it was a. It's like a woman holding a child. It's like an outline, a heat oh, outline. Oh, weird. It's so weird. And then it just kept happening. And then I went down this whole rabbit hole of other baby monitors picking up ghosts. So I believe they're real, but you can only see okay, them on baby can we monitors. Actually, edit this out, and okay. we need to start writing a script for yes. a contained thriller that's all through baby monitor imagery. Oh yeah. Oh oh, well, totally. Isn't I, that already has that already been it done? It must yet? have already. I feel happened. like that's low hanging fruit. One of those yeah. uh, paranormal activities has to be a lot of baby monitor activity, right? I don't know. Uh, Zeit gang, if you're a paranormal activity expert, let us know if we're already on well trodden ground. Yeah. Paranormans also, out there. Paranormans. Yeah. I think that you could make an entire movie that's just someone watching on a baby monitor as hands come grab the baby. Oh. And it's like, you could just stretch that one yep. moment out for two hours yeah, yeah, and yeah. Like watch it. And I'd probably like just cry. Just make it extreme slow motion. Extreme um, slow. Just react like expressionist. Right. Just people's faces being like, yeah. no. It's the new train coming towards the camera. <laughs> yeah. It's like, just go in the other room. You're right exactly. next to the door. You can't make it inside. <laughs> just shaking, watching. Yeah. <laughs> so did, okay, so this apparition was in fact, it looked like a woman holding a child. Yes. And then the physical re- IRL child was in manger. So this, is the thing no the child was not in, no the child was not in the room the child had just been taken out of the room oh, it was shit. an empty so that's the thing is so the some of these monitors somebody wasn't looking yeah Got the ghost it. was like wait a second they don't know about wi-fi here? they're dumb they don't dude. Know. Ghosts don't know see yeah that's the one thing we got on ghosts 
That's we smart. We got a lot of <laughs> yeah. things back on ghosts, bro. We're getting saw, served better ass. Yeah, I saw a ghost just okay. defecating in the street, not even using a toilet. That's how far behind this ghost was. <laughs> right. It was like, I'm what a toilet. I was like, all right. <laughs> J.K. Rowling was lying. They they can't just make their. I guess that's wizards, but oh, anyone right. with magic. Uh, J.K. Rowling said that wizards back back in the days uh, used to just make their poop disappear. Uh, as opposed to as a trick or just as a convenience? convenience, as a convenience. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought it was like the centerpiece of their show. Like, <laughs> and for you... my next trick, no. <laughs> could you imagine though if you could shit your pants, right? Wherever you oh, want I can, it, and then just reversed it and gone. Like, yeah, none, no muss, no fuss. Yeah. yeah, I think it would, would have you to. Do it? I think the spell would have to have it disappearing as it passed the border of your asshole because oh, otherwise wow. it would get on your pants. Oh, so you set yeah. up a black hole by your asshole right. yes. that you shit directly into the void. Right. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. It's a parallel universe, yes. but only for that. Anyways, try that out, ghosts, who uh, <laughs> I know are, are listening. Set up a black yeah. hole by your asshole, ghosts. <laughs> it is dare. really weird that baby monitors are like such a half-assed video like closed uh circuit tv level quality of video it's like black and white oh it's yeah like, it's like let's make it scary yeah, let's right. watch your baby but make <laughs> right. it scary exactly. yeah you're already like, terrified yeah. that something bad's gonna happen to your baby why don't we just add a layer of like and then they wake up and their foreboding. eyes are glowing yeah like, what the fuck <laughs> yeah no exactly they, and oh sometimes there's looking at a baby glitches yesterday where like the baby appears to be frozen and then it the tape kind of speeds up. Have you right. ever? Oh, yeah. Yes. It's like laying down. And then yes. it does super fast, like zombie mode baby oh. for a second while it goes down. It's yeah, it's yeah, crazy. yeah, like that crawling baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh my from god! From the meme. So that's the whole film. It's a contained thriller. Everyone's watching all this wild shit go down the baby monitor, and it turns out they're high. Plot twist. Right oh. there you go. All right. Well, it sold itself. <laughs> Hello, Lionsgate. <laughs> yes. Uh, all right, guys. Let's talk about the Women's World Cup. Hey, uh, U.S. Women's National Team took it 2-0 over Netherlands. And yeah, let's listen to uh, Fox News. You know, covering the they're excitement. In, yeah. they're, they're on Leon. the streets of, of France. Of no, Lyon. Have respect. Okay. okay. Where Alex Morgan plays your trade. Okay. Um, in the French league, um, and yeah, <laughs> they were just like, "Here's an expats bar, here, yeah, or something." Like- exactly. Americans are here in Leon. They're stoked, and it's Fox News. And of course, think about the kinds of Americans who are like, "I will travel to France to watch the Women's World Cup." Right. I don't know how much MAGA overlap there is. Nah. But they saw that Fox mic flag and activated. Guess what? History has just been made, Arthel. We are here in a sports bar in Lyon, France. Here, listen to it. We are in a sports bar. We were going to be outside. We were going to be looking at a screen uh, with the football game there. Dump truck. Dump truck. They're really stoked that, about that some dump been, truck. That would have been quick thinking on his part if he was like, and uh, they're dump chanting truck dump truck. Dump truck enthusiasts. I've got some junk in the trunk, uh, as you guys know. Truck dump. And, uh, but you can tell he's like, his mind is just totally well, fucked. He's like, I, Exactly. I, I, and then probably through, he tried to like talk on the mic like this to maybe try and drown <laughs> on the sound. It's like, no, you, you Which I, got you. Have you ever done that when like your kids are around and like a song with bad words comes on oh, and you're like, you're like, hey, honey. How do you know? Like start talking over it. That's what it reminded me of. Um, <laughs> Your kids are like, "Why does he always do this?" <laughs> Whenever we're listening to when we're listening to Onyx, a big, a big fake sneeze, also a nicely right. timed oh. sneeze. 
Yeah. Cause, yeah. Wow. yeah, yeah. Go on forever. <laughs> oh my god, your sneeze is so weird. Her entire sneeze lasted the entirety of Pulp Fiction. Yeah. <laughs> Record breaker. Three hours sneezing. Fit. Yeah. Well, look. Shout out to them. You know, for me, it was a foregone conclusion that they would win this entire tournament, um, and I'm glad they did. I thought that too, but watching the game, this was the first game I watched end to end, and it it was like very, I don't know, it was a Their nail biter. Took yeah. took took some time for the U.S. to score, but then you know, it, it all bets were off after yeah. after the first goal, after the the penalty from Rapino, because then they scored what like nine minutes later, and that was just too much. That that last goal was uh, kind of a dagger. I personally find women's soccer like more fun to watch i don't know if it's because it, the u.s is like winning all these titles or something comparatively but, yeah but the US compared women's to, team is much comparing better. to the uh men's world cup like even just like watching finals to finals i find women's soccer more entertaining is that like a a widely accepted take like yeah i think, tennis... oh, I think it's widely accepted <laughs> in, in this world that people believe the women's world no i don't think i think people who actually enjoy the sport can find it's i think it's just as enjoyable. it's just as, yeah yeah, uh, yeah and they're tactically just as disciplined and like the the skill of the players is like it's they're they're right. world class. They're world yeah. class. Um, but, but like I find, and this is a thing I've heard other people say that like women's tennis is definitely more fun to watch than men's tennis because there's more volleys and there's like more. I'm not back as and engaged forth. with women's tennis or tennis in general to right. be able to say why it's better. But for me, just being a footy fan, I can absolutely I like I like all. I just don't like MLS, right? <laughs> yeah, because it's just trash. And look, I don't know. People go, hey man, we're doing all right. Look. I'm sorry. This the concentration of skill is not in the MLS and talent. It's all in Europe. And every if you know, shout out to every American plying their trade, not in the U.S. to bring back that skill to put the U.S. on top. The mm. one thing is next World Cup. It'll be interesting because a lot of the the stars this year are going to be a lot older, mm-hmm. and a lot of you know, if you go by off of how the like U20 and U21 teams have been performing in like global tournaments. They haven't won a title since 2012. Hmm. So a lot of people are like, well, where's where's the talent going to come from? Right. I don't think that's necessarily that big of a deal because, you know, it's not always an accurate depiction of where the country's going to be because things get hot real quick. Right. right. Um, but I would still bet on the U.S. women's team. Rapino yeah. is 34? Yeah. Nice. 34, 35. Yeah, 34, I think. We'll be 35 this year. So, yeah. you know, we'll, be, we'll have some people out there. She's yeah. a fucking baller, dog. Dude, Carly Lloyd, who knows? She'll come back still. Fuck with me. <laughs> uh, all right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And you guys, uh, over the long weekend, I don't know about you guys, but it seemed like... Uh, Southern California was sort of like people who live in Los Angeles. We always think the world revolves around us, but like this long weekend felt like it really did. There were the two earthquakes and then Kawhi Leonard announced like a surprise decision that he was going to the Clippers and bringing Paul George, which immediately made them the NBA finals favorites or the NBA favorites. Just were you guys getting a lot of of Um, concerned calls from Friends and Me, family. Uh, I did. The problem was I was in the wilds of Oregon. That's right. Over the weekend, and I had no cellular 
data access of any kind. Whoa. Even when the place I was staying, there wasn't like a, you know, a camp house where there was a computer. Mm. So like the day I emerged from nature, shit just came in. I was like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> <laughs> and I really, every person who came into this camp, I was like, did you hear anything about Kauai? <laughs> and they're like, dude, no, I don't even know what the fuck you're talking about. prospector yeah. on the edge of town just being like, hey, you heard what, anything? What's of, happening? Is there Leonard in those hills? <laughs> um, and no, uh, but I did, yeah, my mother who's in Italy, she was like, <laughs> unrelated <laughs> yeah right um she was she, like fine i'll go she's like i'll go if it'll get you to stop talking about it <laughs> she's like please i'll leave you alone <laughs> um she was like very concerned for her possums and cats but it definitely did seem like a lot of the focus was on uh, this this little state of ours wait your mom was concerned about possums yes she loves possums she has possums that she feeds in her backyard uh that she that's amazing yes she's a big possum uh supporter advocate She's a card-carrying member of the uh, like United States Opossum Society. Really? Yes. How does she feel about po- – I'm sorry. I'm taking this. No, no. This, this is, is mostly what the podcast is. How does she feel about possums on leashes, which okay. I have seen yes. only in the so past I year? I saw Molly yeah. post about yeah. the dude with the possum on the leash. Mm-hmm. I showed my mom that, and she was like – she's like, that's that would be very difficult to do normally. Right. Well, because like, aren't well, they you, so afraid that they get like – I thought they were paralyzed very easily by fear and bright lights and um, I'm confused Playing as to how... possum, which right. means to be paralyzed whenever you see bright lights, yeah. in my so experience. Yeah, so how would you walk them around? I, that, that's just a very brave person who may be just forcing the possum to do shit. Very brave one. Possum. really upset. Yeah. Free the possum. Yeah, exactly. Let yeah. them fucking roam free. Look, if you want to invite them in the house, invite them in the house. But don't keep them there. Yeah. Right. Let them have some agency. Also, maybe leave. don't invite them in the house. Yeah, maybe Just, don't. They're give fine. My, they don't have rabies. Nice they Why? Don't what's have ra- your concern? They can't have rabies. They don't have rabies. So okay, what's, my bad. What's, find a new angle, bro. <laughs> <laughs> These opossums are clean. That's they, what my mom always says. But they make a mess eating your trash. Yes. That's the issue with possums. Yeah. Or is it opossums? Opossums. Opossums. We, uh, we, I think in North America, they're opossums. Okay, just checking. I, I don't know. Opossums, I gang, will get on me. Because every time I say it, they're like, they're like actually, it's actually. opossum. And I'm like, you can actually that. Possum splaining. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, let's talk about the 2020 census, guys. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about it. Okay, so we already know the human dry scab and commerce secretary, Wilbur Ross, uh, was leading the charge to get a citizenship question added to the census in 2020. And most sane people who understand how the census works were like, mm, that, 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 we know what you're trying to do. Because if they, they're, A, we want to intimidate people from not responding if they aren't a citizen, uh, which would then affect the numbers that, you know, a- affect federal dollars, representation in government, how you can redistrict and things like that. So a lot of people are like, no, this is a game to try and further entrench Republican power by any fucking means necessary. Um, and a lot of people, too, were saying, like, despite what the Customs and Border Patrol or uh, Homeland Security were saying, a lot of people were like, they could weaponize this information to begin rounding up people who answered no to the citizenship question. So everything about it seemed unnecessary. Right. Um, and then, you know, apparently, or like I think a few weeks ago, not I think, a few weeks ago, the Supreme Court upheld like a lower court decision that was basically saying, yo, you are not including the, cit- the citizenship question at all. And then um the doj was like okay we get it you know we've we've we're gonna have the census printed without the citizenship question because we aren't gonna defy the fucking courts right um and they would be like okay and essentially saying like okay trump understands we're taking the l on the citizenship question let's keep it moving suddenly 
group of DOJ lawyers that were arguing on behalf of the administration up and vanished. And uh, the DOJ was like, oh, we've got new lawyers on this uh, who are like a mishmash of like political appointees and like career DOJ people. But really, it's just like uh, it sounds like William Barr just needs someone, another team of people to try and argue for like this just so blatantly illegal move on the, the, the on behalf of the administration. Um, and so a lot of people are saying like, especially like in DOJ, like, no, these people quit because they don't want to keep arguing like the quote unquote facts when in an instant Trump can just be like, no, nah, we're going to actually add the citizenship question despite what, you know, the Supreme Court says. And a lot of career lawyers were like, I don't want to put my name on this shit and keep arguing that like, you know, one of the big things was the administration kept saying, well, we need we need this to get to the Supreme Court quickly because they thought the Supreme Court was going to be like, yeah, 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 okay, all good, citizenship question. Um, and they're saying, and we need it to be expedited because the things have to be printed by June 30th. Or we have to begin the printing process by June 30th. And then suddenly when they don't get the answer they want, suddenly it's like, oh, well, maybe it can be October 31st, maybe. So there's just an unwillingness to let this die, uh, right. even though it should. And everything has pointed to the fact that, you know, this is all because there was a pollster and this dude who was like, who has passed away, who was sort of like in his expert opinion, he's like, this is like one of the one last moves the Republicans can do that will, quote, benefit whites and non-Hispanic whites mm. uh, in this country yeah. in terms of representation. Yeah. And then Trump was like, said like, oh, we need it for districting. It's like, oh, you just were saying it wasn't in court, whatever. And that's right. why the lawyers are like, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. It just seems like he's going to blatantly hold it hostage until like hold the entire census hostage because it's more of a norm. Like there's not like some hard deadline that says when the census has to be out. It's more of a norm. So he could just well, hold it does it have until to be, they give him yeah, a thing. It's just the thing where is he going to defy the Supreme Court? Yeah. And like what is that now? What are we doing here? Right. When we have the president's like, I don't care what the Supreme Court does. Yeah. I'm doing this. So we shall see. But I think mm -hmm. really it's more just a reason for Trump to keep some kind of culture war battle brewing. Yeah. So his base is like, yeah, man, the fucking city, did you know, because we got to know mm. like, who is and who isn't or whatever logic they use. But, you know, most a lot of polling shows that around like 65 percent of Americans don't have an issue with a citizenship question being asked. Really? So, you know, that is like a sort of a little bit of overlap of people outside of his base who who aren't totally opposed to the citizenship question. Wait, how, what percent? Like are almost two thirds. What? Yeah. Wow. But I think they, they're not because seeing, they don't know. I think they're just being asked. It's like, yeah. yeah, on a census, should we know if you're a thing rather than like, right, right. yeah, because then we can right. start like nickel and diming districts or cities that have a lot of immigrants or undocumented people there. Yeah. And then we can sort of chip away at their influence in politics. And, yeah. you know. I mean, this should have been a layup for them because you can just play dumb and be like, what? We just want to know. Uh, but there was that person who like constructed the entire strategy for them to like basically disenfranchise immigrants and uh, they found his hard drive after he died. And yeah. that's the whole reason that uh, I think the Supreme Court, like the Supreme Court was like, no, your, your logic doesn't make as much sense as this thing that you're clearly doing. Yeah, it it just laid out the laid agenda out. so clearly. Yeah, exactly. He was the guy who came up with the agenda. Thomas Hoffler. Like, yeah, oh, this, yeah. Is the, this is important for us to do. And he was like just looking. He's like, okay, if we do this one thing, yeah. can we just begin redistricting and shifting power God. to the places where good old white-blooded Americans are? And then his estranged daughter, after he died, found his hard drive and turned it over. 
to the media. So shout out to her. Yeah, shout out to her indeed. Let's talk about little Jeffrey Epstein. Oh my God, you guys. Uh, so yeah, this is just your monthly reminder that Carcosa is real. If you watch the first season of True Detective, there's no like monster guy out in the woods boogeymanning his way through the local po- population. It's actually the rich politicians from the video in the second to last episode. Uh, but yeah, some extremely rich people are using their power to systematically abuse and brutalize vulnerable children. Um, while I was researching for this article, uh, I learned that Eyes Wide Shut is supposedly based on real experiences that Stanley Kubrick had once he was like adopted into the like higher upper echelons oh, of for real? society. Like, yeah. So that's just a rumor. But uh, I like that rumor. Yeah, this, yeah. I just feel like this is Powerful like a little fuss yeah. parties. Yeah, I feel like this is a little pinhole into the world of. People who are just completely uh, isol- insulated from the consequences of their decisions by being rich. And so they just become like that's something that uh, Robert Evans talked about on Behind the Bastards that uh, people have done studies about the extremely wealthy and like how their thinking differs from the rest of us. And because they've been isolated from the consequences of their decisions for so long, they basically have the equivalent of a brain injury. Like, they just can't think like the rest of us. They, oh, right. Their impulse control is just totally yeah. fucked. Because they can't see the sequence of events right. afterwards. Like, and I do the thing I like, and then I'm happy, and nothing happens, and people shut the that fuck up. I cut a check. That is fascinating. Yeah. I had never heard that. Yeah, I, I, I didn't either. I mean, that makes total sense when you see how people like this operate. The yeah. neural pathways between cause and effect for your own actions just never get made. Yeah, they don't get made after, like... It, it can both be if you're born rich like the president or if you're, uh, you know, become extremely rich. And then for two decades, like you never have right. any yeah. you never face any consequences like those neural pathways can atrophy. Um, like cutting line at the Duomo in Florence to see it in person. Yes. Uh-huh. No consequences. Yes. <laughs> I'm afraid I might be heading down that path. <laughs> That's the only way you can like, associate with the common there man. Is, is you. Uh, My experiences in Florence. You've been right. changed. I've been changed. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously it? we're laughing during the course of a story that is not funny. Okay, but, yeah. Uh, uh, thanks for killing my joke no sorry. You know, no that's not you that's not me no and that's my i'm seeing i'm lacking the cause and effect of my bad jokes mm-hmm. that's what podcasts do actually they said the comedy podcasters have fucked up neural pathways because we can't tell if our jokes are funny or not because nobody's there to laugh or yeah that's true the void yeah mm-hmm. all right sorry back to the really dark story yes so uh yeah serial child rapist jeffrey epstein uh is getting charged with sex trafficking which is what he's been kind of doing out in the open for decades now right. um the new york district attorney is coming for him the federal government is coming for him they're holding him in uh i forget what the name of the facility is like but, doing tougher than guantanamo yeah, or whatever. The, yeah a dude who was held there and then taken to guantanamo was like take me to, to Guantanamo. Guantanamo, yes, I will. I will do Guantanamo over this any day. Uh, so that's great, but it's obviously just a very small sliver of the hell he's put other people and families through. Um, but so the way the mainstream media is covering this, uh, at least the main like New York Times story and the Washington Post story, uh, they're covering it in like a pretty straightforward way. Like he's 
a, a convicted pedophile and he is now like it had long been rumored that there was uh you know sex trafficking and you know very like meat and potatoes the exact what is happening but this is one of those stories where i feel like journalistic methods and sort of unwillingness to connect the dots for people reading the reporting makes it fall short a little bit there and there are articles that are doing that but i just feel like the very straightforward reporting of it yeah it's you miss some of the texture um so the articles mentioned that he was a convicted child sexual abuser that he's associated with powerful friends and that he's charged in another case that's under scrutiny uh for being too lenient but the things they don't mention uh, that seem like they should be mentioned in every article. First of all, Trump's quote about him saying, he's a great guy who likes girls as much as me. Some say very young girls or something like that. It's like really creepy and like, you know, yucking it up about the fact that this guy's a pedophile and uh, that they're good friends, um, right. which he now claims he doesn't know him at all. Oh, um, okay. He has a plane known to locals at, uh, so he owns an island, first of all, which is supposedly not skull-shaped, but it's known as it's like off of St. John. It used to be known as uh little St. John, but then they changed it to little St. Jeffrey because no. he owns it. Well, that's what it was like unofficially oh, called. Okay. Okay. And the locals who work on that Island call his plane, the Lolita express, uh, because he's always bringing underage women down and there's credible reporting suggesting that he had powerful people travel, uh, and have sex with underage women on the Lolita express. Big one, Bill Clinton flew on that plane many, many times, sometimes explicitly without his Secret Service present, uh, which is fairly uncommon, I would imagine. Trump flew on it once, uh, and this is a big one. One of the women uh, who said he forced her to have sex with powerful men said he asked for details and confided in her that he likes to get these people in his pocket by getting horrifying information about them doing, you know, Horrible, sexually exploitative so things. Having the the young women that he hired basically come back to him with anecdotes that and, he can use to. And there's also allegedly hidden cameras uh, of them doing it. So he's so this is this is what's weird because, and I feel like more attention should be paid to this because I haven't seen this theory put out there that much other than by uh, us and Evans is that nobody knows how he made his money. Right. He's yeah. like a Gatsby guy. Right. He's a Gatsby guy who like people are a like a math teacher or something. He right, was a basically? math teacher who got brought over to Bear Stearns by the head of Bear Stearns, whose kid, kid he was taught. Student, right. And he was yeah. like the, you know, Robin Williams from Dead Poet Society of Math. Like he just got kids psyched about math. And this guy heard <laughs> him sorry, give one of his so weird. <laughs> this he, he, this guy heard him give one of his lectures and was like, You gotta come over to Bear Stearns. So he was at Bear Stearns for four years. He started as like a desk assistant. Worked his way up to being partner, but the day after he was made partner, he was forced to leave because of insider trading. He claims that the way he made his billions is through just managing the money of billionaires. And he claimed like people would come to him with $800 million and be like, please, sir, manage my money. And he'd be like, get the fuck out of my office. I only deal with billionaires. Like uh. that was, and he claims that that like made him exclusive. And that's why everybody wanted to work with him, but he won't divulge any of his clients. Right. So, which is weird and makes you think you would do that to be like, I have the trust of X, right. Y, and right, Z, right. which makes me a bona fide uh, creep. Yeah. So, it's just weird. And then he like gets all this money. He owns the biggest house in Manhattan. Like it's like a seven story brownstone that is basically an entire city block. So 
We don't know exactly how much money he has also, but he lives like he, I mean, he owns a fucking island. Yeah, like he, and he has, I think, more than one plane, too. Yes. So Forbes wrote an article that was like, here's why he's not a billionaire, which who gives a shit? He's very wealthy. We don't know how he became very wealthy, but one thing we do know is that he blackmails very powerful people with tapes of them doing like incriminating sexual acts. So that probably helps him in some negotiations, I'd imagine. Yeah. Um, and then th- I think the biggest oversight or oversight from these articles or the thing they don't get into enough detail about is how shady the previous case was where he was had to admit to being a pedophile and, you know, register as a sex offender in Florida. Um, some of the details of that, they went out of their way. So he, his lawyers worked with the DA in Florida in his district to get him like the sort of deal you give somebody if they're giving you the names of like, you know, this crime boss you're trying to take down, except the deal was that he wouldn't give any names and that they weren't allowed to prosecute anybody who his case implicated. So basically it was all, there there was no- It was a shut the fuck up deal. Right. There was no transaction there. It was like, okay- we give you the best deal possible, like given the circumstances of your crimes, like even better than the law would uh, suggest is possible, and in exchange, nothing. Right. So uh, they went out of their way to not tell the victims about the settlement, which is illegal because right. they knew the victims, and that's the DA, like that's the people who are supposed to be prosecuting him, going out of their way right. not they to tell the victims. The victims' yeah. rights laws they completely violated. Um, like I said, they gave him a sweetheart deal in exchange for him not naming names, and he asked for and received the right to never have the people in the case pursued. Uh, Alexander Acosta, current Trump labor secretary, was the person who oversaw the entire deal. And yeah, technically, labor oversees federal sex trafficking cases, so stay tuned there, I guess. Yeah. Um, but it, there, a lot of this shit is coming to the forefront at the same time. Like the, a circuit judge last week demanded over 160 documents from a previously sealed case about Epstein's sexual abuse be unsealed. And there's a very good chance they contain names of like powerful people. And the judge specifically said, like, the reasoning for unsealing this is the public knowing about what happened in these files uh, outweighs the benefit of protecting you know, right. The names. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. I mean, when, especially when you look at that deal, cause like even the co-conspirators had immunity, it's like, what? Yeah. How? And then Why? you're like, who the fuck is implicated in this? Where somehow, even like when he had to serve, they're like, well, he served 13 months in prison. He had like the wildest work release. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Didn't, yeah. Like, I think he, he was able to be out like it. six days a week or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. He was out six work. days a week. Okay. That hardly seems like a, any kind of jail sentence. It's nothing. I know. It, it was really astounding to read about this stuff uh, today. I actually had to like tear myself away from it uh, yeah. to come on here because I, first of all, one thing that I found really interesting about the response to it is how there's so it's it's almost like people are trying to weaponize it on both sides of the political aisle as if anyone right. would be like, oh, no, but you can't get Bill Clinton right. in like without thinking of the victims at all. It's so clearly not a politically divisive topic, but it right. seems as though there's this huge paranoia that it's going to like 
break everything apart. And it's like, well, the only, you know, if, if whoever was on that plane and like whatever evidence there is, like clearly everyone should be irate about that. Nobody's going to be like, but Bill Clinton. Yeah, it's like, come right. on, you know. Although there are people on the left and the right who are like thinking it's only going to benefit one side. Exactly. Like, yeah, bring Clinton down. Or like, yeah, right. bring down whoever. It's like, dude, bring them all fucking down. Bring them what all down. What the fuck down. are you talking about? I know. And when you look at just sort of, this is the exact kind of shit that makes America so despicable when it comes to the, the legal system is that yeah. you, this is like in on full display of like, well, if you're up in this certain income bracket, you can just completely sidestep the law and like completely violate victims' rights and protect people who are probably all monsters. Yeah. And I really hope if there are very powerful people implicated in this, that we bring all of this shit out to the light and people can oh, yeah. begin the reckoning there. Uh, because I don't think, even if there were people on the left, as there were on the right who were involved in this, that needs to be known. Because just as a you know humans, as a society, we're like, oh, uh, well, you know, what team are they on? Right. It's like, no, 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 no. This is fucked up. Like, yeah. let's fucking tear this shit down. Also, um, the fact that this has been kind of known or rumored, right. but really known for so long and still not dealt with has fueled so much paranoia. Right. And then reading this, you're like, well, yeah, maybe I should be super paranoid because these rumors, you know, were showing up in blind items for years right. and and were totally valid. You know, they were true yeah. stories, but somehow managed to always be framed as gossip right. when yeah. it's criminal, you know? Yeah. Shout out to the uh, Julie Brown from the Miami Herald, who is yeah. the one who basically, you know, wh after this case was settled and there wasn't really like a cause for the police, even though the police were like, we're trying, we have all this fucking evidence and the district attorney is just not like answering our fucking literally calls. said they didn't know him. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, him. I don't know him. Uh, so Julie Brown, a reporter for the Miami Herald, basically brought this back up and did this huge, like a horrible read, but it's really well written. Uh, Miami Herald investigative report on where she went back, talked to the victims, talked to like found a bunch more victims because he was just basically trolling uh, local public schools for children with like bad backgrounds and, you know, who didn't have parents who would press charges. So, you know, she was able to put together, I think, 60, over 60 names yeah. uh, of victims. Well, I think it'll get interesting because, you know, they said uh, there were like three people that worked with him that are like, they're involved. I think they're unnamed in this indictment, mm -hmm. but you can guarantee those people are cooperating now. Oh, yeah. Right. Spilling whatever they have on like what they saw or did during this time. Right. And when you look at also, too, when the FBI raided his house, they found like a lot of explicit images, too, of like adults and children. Yeah. Right. That then it's like, now you're adding charges that first, if he's just looking at trafficking, and now it's like, are you manufacturing child porn? Right. And that's that one is. I mean, you're effectively gone for life. And then what is what? So what's Jeffrey Epstein going to do? Yeah. Is he going to be tough yeah. and not say shit? The person who possibly his whole background is built on like holding people's secrets against them. That might be his swan song. Be like, OK, yeah. I'm going to take the whole thing out. And I mean, if out. he can't get out of this, uh, I wonder if he has like a dead man switch type thing where once he's taken out of the equation, all these like all the blackmail material goes out to places because. Oh, wow. You know, that like, is yeah. interesting. Well, yeah. I, that's the only way he remains to, yeah. not killed by right. like a bunch of really powerful people if he's blackmailing them is like right. It's like the yeah, second I don't and the enter this don't... text message, right? Yeah, yeah. So all this stuff goes to whatever. Yeah, interesting I mean, times. Yeah, and uh, I hope again too. Like we'll it'll we'll see really how the president feels too if you know 
if he is he gonna pardon Jeffrey Epstein? Oh Jesus! You know Christ. what I mean? Like what be... kind of? Sh- that's what I'm saying. You know, you know yeah. what the fuck is going on? Yeah. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. We'll be right back. And we're back. And uh, have you guys done McDonald's delivery? Yep. You have? Yep. I never have. How I did, have no shame. How'd it work out for you? Mm, don't order fries. That's See, oh. that's my thing. The The fries are the whole reason that I would ever yeah. go to McDonald's. The, and they yeah. don't last more than like five, ten minutes. Five, yeah. ten seconds. <laughs> right. I, honestly. I, the only, oh, actually, the only time I do it is for breakfast. Right. Because oh, I'll be like a in call. a death hangover. And yeah. I'll just be like, Summon the McMuffins. I guess the hash browns last a little longer. Because at least they're a solid brick. Right. You know what I mean? And the hash brown is better than a bunch of little sticks. I feel like the weight or the heat distribution is much better in the hash brown. But yes, uh, I have done McDelivery. Mm. So it was trending yesterday. I guess in Thailand, people are requesting cute stuff like take a selfie with me making a funny face like in the delivery instructions or give me the most chili pepper in Thailand uh, which wow. they like gave them a thousand chili pepper packets. Uh, one dude was like, "Give me a free apple pie because I'm broke and love apple pies," and they just gave him a free apple pie. What? Um, mm-hmm. So uh, it's cool. Um, I do worry the the other story when you Google like make delivery. The other story is like earlier in the year, uh, McDonald's being like, "We're going all in on the." marketing for mick delivery so this uh, could be a manufactured thing. fucking fake viral shit yeah or maybe they're creating viral moments by doing awesome stuff for people i don't know which would be put right. your put yourself in the mindset of someone asking for one of these things the right. broke one i get yeah. right because asking for free shit is a time honored tradition but right. the hey take a selfie with me making a funny face that makes me sad but I'm also like, it's just something really right. depressing. Is that somebody real? I guess in my mind, I don't want to entertain the idea yeah. of that hellscape where someone's like, take a funny Please selfie. Please take with a me. picture with me. But a funny face. Yeah. Not a and regular And then the smile. picture of the delivery person is not making a funny face. It's only the person. Did so it look like someone it. who is doing working in the gig economy and is like, I didn't sign up for this shit? No, they're not. They're smiling. Oh. They're just like they're just professional. Yeah, they're too professional. I'll be, be like, silly. yo, fuck you and your selfie, yeah. bro. Take your fucking <laughs> cold fries and let me go on, and don't yeah. fucking forget to tip, asshole. Yeah, I, always I guess tip. In America, the McDelivery is a partnership with Uber, Uber Eats. Eats, and they're giving it away for free right now. I think, but that just means you should tip the shit out of your Uber Eats delivery person. Tip everybody. Yes. If you could tip, tip in anywhere, everybody. if someone has a tip jar, out, you tip them, even if they don't. Be like, you take tip, right? That's, I tip at Subway. Yeah. You have to tip. When I was waitressing, um, a huge party came in and they ordered like, I feel like I may have told this story a thousand times on podcasts, but it's the tip PSA. They mm-hmm. ordered so much food and then they skipped out on their bill. And what? I had to pay it out of my money that I'd made. What fucking restaurant was this? Shame them. It was TGI Friday. God, mother. Are you fucking fuckers. kidding me? No. no. How much? And you were it was supposed to like. You were supposed to like stop them from leaving. I guess so. Yeah. It was, and it was. I was a novice waitress. It was like a summer server. job. Was it great? Yes, yeah, server. Um, I was. I was more used to the counter service. Yeah. Right. Than right. The right. Bringing food. Then being also like in loss prevention. Exactly. Yeah. No, and I mean it. It was. 
look, like it, it was summer, it was sweaty, it was really easy to just be like, I'm just gonna like speed away from the floor and hide in the back for a minute. And then I was like, poof, they were gone. And it was a huge group of wow. people and they ordered like a ton of, uh, yeah, it was, and then I cried. But it oh, was, yeah. you make like $2 an hour. Right. So it's all tips. That you basically are working for free for like two weeks. Exactly. Yeah. That it was a mess. Sucks. So anyway, always tip because there may be a situation like that where right. yeah. Well, Ooh. Tess, uh, I wanted to bring in this quick story because it feels like it's part of your beat as one of the hosts of Night Call. There is more UFO footage this time, uh UFOs in videos flying over the Grand Canyon. How have you guys been dealing with the fact that there's this footage, it looks like two little white Tic Tacs flying in formation, which puts it in line with a lot of other footage from pilots of Tic Tac looking things they flying around. They always look around. like Tic Tacs. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. Tic Tac 2020. Uh, Sky Tic Tac 2020. Sky Tic Tac 2020. Yep, for yeah. president. Um, but what, ha- how are you guys dealing? Well, something that we have been talking a lot about on the podcast is how nobody cares about yeah. the UFOs, which is really curious to me because thinking back five or 10 years, this would have been, everyone would have been like, well, we have to figure it out. Right. right. And it seems it just, these this information drops, it'll be in the New York Times, it's in mainstream media publications, and people are like, huh, hmm. weird. Yeah. Well, moving on. I mean, it's, and I guess it makes sense. We have kind of enough on our plates and it's also, it seems insane that aliens <laughs> would choose now of all times to show up. I mean, maybe they're concerned. They could hopefully, yeah. please help us. Right. It's really and bad just here. nuke them out of the sky. <laughs> yeah. They're like, we brought you the secret to clean energy. Get the fuck out of here. Go project. away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, I think a lot of what we talk about on the podcast just has to do with the fact that there, there's no one, there's no kind of curiosity like there used to be about getting to the bottom of this. Right. It's just kind of noted and then, yeah, discarded information. Yeah. Um, and the fact that a lot of these sources have been very credible and a lot of the reports of what's been seen just totally match up and it's, you know... Right. It's just really It's like this came bizarre. off of a fucking Navy jet. Exactly. Right, right yeah. there. And you're hearing the pilots seem like, what the fuck am I looking at? Right. People in the Pentagon yeah. are like, hmm, yeah, we it's, don't know. It's not just like a couple who own a lot of like parrots right. and ferrets in the exactly. desert. And Selling like, beef jerky something. on the roadside. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like, yeah, man, they took me. They took me. Um, But yeah, I mean, it, it definitely kind of opens bigger questions about what we should be paying attention to and what we shouldn't. Not necessarily, I I don't think it's necessarily true that we need to right now be paying a lot of attention to UFO sightings because I still think that there are lots of good explanations that are not extraterrestrial about what these things might be. Ooh, give me one. What's a good one? For a a thing that is flying and defying the laws of physics, is it that another country has technology we're so behind on? Well, that's what I wonder. I mean, that's definitely one possibility. I only believe that scenario or it's aliens. Really? Because I, I would believe that somehow, just like in the arrogance of the United States military, like some whole other shit just flew under their radar. And they're like, <laughs> for the pun was intended. Uh, <laughs> and they're like, damn, we fucked that one up, huh? Right. We should have gave that, that scientist uh, a meeting. Yeah. I mean, it's true. It, it also is, you know, when you think about in context of stuff like the Jeffrey Epstein case and everything, there's so much. It's so easy to become deeply, deeply paranoid about things that are being covered up or sealed or, you know, kept from you. Mm-hmm. And then when you see these things, the fact that there could be possibilities that we don't even know about because right. they're I mean, it could be an operation done by our own, our own government that's just being 
badly presented. Right. They're you like, know? oh, guys, <laughs> fly away from like big monuments. Right. Like, yeah. Like, oh, so someone totally. seen in Times Square. It's like, use the invisible Tic Tacs yeah, next time, the, the invisible orbs. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's, it's important, I think, to remain curious about these kind of things and to not totally dismiss them. No, I, I do sort of, I wonder if there is something to like, we just don't have the bandwidth, like psychologically, yeah. emotionally right now to be like, okay, on top of this fucking aliens. Right. Exactly. Uh, I mean, okay, I will accept that that happened, yeah. but I need to keep rocking because, uh, I have bills to pay. The exactly. other big revelation to me from this most recent sort of spate of, uh, sightings is like I guess the theory was always among UF the UFO tracking societies that the government was covering something up, and it seems more like the military's like, "What the fuck? Yeah, right, more yeah. Like, uh, yeah, are you guys covering something? And up now or? they're like opening it up to public like, <laughs> scrutiny just to be like, does anybody right. have? <laughs> We're any, crowdsourcing. Any ideas? What's going on here? Um. So yeah, they've been stonewalled, and I mean, I, even the way that the media kind of covers it, kind of lacks that hunger to figure it out. I, the fact that these things appear without more kind of in-depth, almost like rogue reporting, is interesting right. to me as well. I guess it's just because you assume that if you take the position that they're definitely extraterrestrial and you're gonna get to the bottom of it, it's really easy to be dismissed as a crackpot. Right. Which fair, but you know, at the same time, the fact that this year alone there have been how many credible reports? Like, yeah, it's been it's been in it's the mainstream news more than in previous years. Yeah, and you know, there, yeah, there are just all sorts of weird things that are like, yeah, if this was real, that is what would happen. Like a, a whole rash of sightings, like in the same place, like at the same time and then they stop happening there like right. once people mm-hmm. start reporting them and like changing their behavior it's just very very interesting times like part of me thinks this is the only story we should ever cover uh, that we should just be a UFO podcast from now Do on Do it it feels so good yeah. <laughs> That and Big Feet Yes that mm-hmm. and Big Foot um yeah. Big Feet or a trample I think someone on Twitter was like a group of Bigfoots is, is a, it a trample it's called a trample Yeah we're But I'm like mm. I don't know. Do you know them? Is that do you know that's what they like? <laughs> that's how they prefer to be that's referred their preferred, to. Yeah, they're like yeah. group group uh, designation. I prefer the big feats. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think big feats is less violent. I wouldn't want a, a group of me I'm, to be called a trample. See, exactly. Right. And then I would yeah. be on the trample defensive. Of right? yeah. yeah, trample of Tezes. You start reaching <laughs> for your pistol because you hear a trample is coming. Like, yeah. hey, a couple big feats are on their way down. I'm like, right. hmm, okay, let's see. Yeah. You yeah. like lemonade? <laughs> And finally, uh, I want to talk about Big Little Lies, guys. I, f- I feel like your former boss, uh, Bill Simmons at The Ringer, is like trying to make this like the next Game of Thrones. They have like Big Little uh, Pies. Live or oh. something where it's like the live take, like live reactions to Big Little Lies. And um, the coverage of it tends to be like really breathless. And then we kind of asked you, Tess, what your thoughts were. Oh God. And uh, I, this is like at least half of the people I talked to are like, yeah, I don't know, man. I couldn't, couldn't do it this year. Right. Weirdly, I view it as a personal failing because there's no reason why I shouldn't be able 
to to get with it and just stick with stick it. Stick to the mess. How yeah. hard can it be? But after the first episode, I was like, I would rather watch literally anything <laughs> than this show. And I also talked with you guys earlier about the fact that I read a fringe conspiracy theory that um, everyone's wearing a wig. Mm-hmm. And then I just couldn't unsee it. Right. And it drove me insane because it's all I could it's focus wig, on. Yeah. And I feel like they're the way that they're styled is strange. So I like you brought up True Detective, I go into True Detective mode where I'm like, right. what are they trying to say with those fake teeth? Like, what does it mean? What does oh, it right. mean? What's it's that like, wig it's not mean? that kind of show. It's yeah. not. It right. doesn't mean anything. Well, yeah, like yeah, at the Meryl end, Street. they all take their wigs they, off. Yeah, exactly. Right. The big reveal. Yeah. The now wig reveal. Know. Wig little lies. <laughs> <laughs> you know, did you see uh, the story about the island of Dr. Moreau and how Marlon Brando wanted to... So he was always wearing that... Uh, Weird blonde hotel, wig. no hotel ice bucket on his head. Oh, oh, right. Which he had just like seen and was like, "That I'm gonna wear that as a hat, like on set." And they're like, "Okay, mm, that's a choice." But then he told them that he wanted the twist ending reveal to be that he takes off the ice bucket and he's a dolphin and he has oh, a blowhole right. in top what? of his head and like he shoots water out of the top of his head, hey, which man. would have been the silliest. I I stand I a hope porpoise that is, Yeah. I hope that's the <laughs> ending to Big Little Lies season Big Little Blowholes. Yeah. 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 I think, yeah, it's the same thing. Like the reason I watch it now is completely different than what, the, what brought me in on the first season. Like right. the acting was amazing. The story was going places and I hadn't read the book and I'm like, oh, this yeah. is great. The editing was amazing. Now I'm just more like, okay, off the strength of the first season, I'll watch this. And then I'm slowly like, after the first episode, I'm like, what is this going to be about? Because, you know, they end the first season in a great place. Like before reality sets in and law enforcement tries to figure out what happened, you're like, and that's what happened. But now we're like in this other thing about like really people who did not make the right decision on covering up their crime. Right. And like they're using, I remember what Lord uh, Renata's character was like, it's going to be a perjury trap. And I was like, all right, Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> right. No fucking perjury trap. I'm like, y'all fucking lied. Yeah. Right. And, and also, like, the way the dude died, like, I don't feel bad. Like, if you had been honest with it, right. There's a reason. Like, it, people were like, mm, I don't know. Yeah. That I don't was, know. You should have covered that up. I think that was in the second episode where Zoe Kravitz was like, yeah, I, I keep thinking about the fact that you told me to cover it up, but like, I should have just said, we're. S- defending ourselves yeah. this dude was trying yeah. to was kill assaulting us. you yeah and it's like oh yeah that solves everything why don't you just do that yeah well it reveals weaknesses in the first season too that you didn't know were exactly. there at the right. time of just like okay right. they made i mean it's it had such a finale and i really enjoyed the first season like i said i i was hooked and i didn't expect it to be as up my alley as it was um but yeah i mean it also it's hard because i really love anthologies for just this reason that like it being dragged back into the old plot as thoroughly as you're dragged back into this old plot but then trying to move things forward just feels like everything is so slow um but yeah i mean now that we've been talking about it this much i feel like now i have to watch it i have to give it another try meryl streep's character is really good she's the only reason i watch and it's not even because i like the character i like she's She's a new joffrey Right. Yeah, I fucking yeah, hate her. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, man, great... what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're I mean, so manipulative. She's... We knew she was good at playing a hateable character from Devil Wears Prada, but this is like... Also choices from her with yeah. that teeth. Yeah, and sometimes Jeez. she'd be messing with her cru- uh, crucifix necklace. Yeah, mm. a lot of lot of choices. She has good there. doings. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> doings are important. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Well, Tess, it has been a pleasure having you. Thank you so much for having me. This is so much fun, as always. Uh, Where can people find you and follow you? I am Mr. Tess Lynch on Twitter and Mr. Tess Lynch on Instagram. 
But Mrs. Tess Lynch in real life. Oh. <laughs> oh. Just a choice I made. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and is there a tweet you've been enjoying? Oh, yes. I would like to read it to you. It's from um, at Rob from online. Just found out the Danish word for jellyfish is literally waterman, and I'm cracking up at the idea that while other languages were naming them after Medusa or whatever, some Danish dude was like, nah, that's a water guy. <laughs> water guy. <laughs> I love that. I- that was on my list as well. It's uh, a good one. Miles, where can people find you? Uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Miles of Gray. A tweet, I <laughs> just laughed out loud reading this from Ben Bolin from our very own network. Uh, he says, spent a ton of time brainstorming this weekend. And honestly, a hard-hitting legal drama called Long Co- Law and Order Food Court is the best idea I've had in years. I'm just trying to picture that show. Law and Order Food Court. Yeah, Law and Order Food Court. I'm like, is it food court? Is it shit that only goes down in a food court? Because, my God, I I used to go to high school by Behind the scenes of a food court? Shit that went down at the food court in Fashion Square, boy. Oh, Fashion Square. Yeah, you already know. Yeah. Uh, I sold weed by Panda Express. (laughs) You could have a Gosford Park... Uh, food court because then you have the people who are serving food and right, right, like right. behind the scenes what's going down then like the high class people but you know but they wouldn't eat in the food court right no no yeah but that's that's what would be dope is the high class people would Have actually to. be drug dealers and high school students oh oh okay got yeah, you yeah. oh shit so yo the... keep, we had two good fucking <laughs> yeah, no, I, ring 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 yeah hello Ryan's right. gate, hello oh, yeah just, oh, I'm Ryan's gate it's again actually, it's, it's an 824 oh, oh shit it's Annapurna uh, bidding war right now with Ellison <laughs> a tweet I was enjoying uh, Jonah Herman tweeted lol jokes on Megan Rapino because she actually has to go to the White House because she's now our president <laughs> and and then Mike Drucker tweeted quote how will you feel if Bill Clinton gets implicated by Jeffrey Epstein I don't know feeling pretty fucking good about my any pedophile is bad policy <laughs> uh, which I sums up my feeling as well that'll really fuck people up they're like they really canceled him <laughs> Whoa. I can't believe it uh, shit. they weren't lying like I guess they believe what they're uh oh you can find me on Twitter at Jack underscore O'Brien. You can find us on Twitter at Daily Zeitgeist. We're at The Daily Zeitgeist on Instagram. We have a Facebook fan page and a website, dailyzeitgeist.com, where we post our episodes and our footnotes, where we link off to the information that we talked about in today's show, uh, as well as the song we write out on Miles. Miles, what's that going to be? Uh, let's do a song uh, by George Ben, uh, who's another, you know, one of my favorite Brazilian artists. And this one's called Carolina Carol Bella. All right. You know, just to give you some just some vibes, you know, in your shoulders and your hips and your toes. Mm. Put a little honey in your hips. And that's also featuring Tokinho. Just so you know. I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> who's it like, featuring? What about Tokinho? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, Tokinho on there. The Daily Zeitgeist is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. That's going to do it for today. We will... Be back tomorrow because it is a daily podcast and we'll talk to you then. Bye. Numa tarde de domingo, que alguém perguntando por ela chegou, deixando meu coração tristonho, enciumado, morrendo de amor. Eu falei, eu menti, eu chorei, eu tô me dizendo. Eu falei, eu menti, eu chorei, eu tô me dizendo que ela mora no meu peito e eu moro vizinho a ela. Desse jeito Pensando nos beijos e nos carinhos dela Carolina, Carolina